Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Ryan is Super Strong. This is episode 80, featuring my good buddy Marcos Varela. Marcos is a bass player and, you know, a consummate professional man. <laughs> so, uh, those of you that have been listening to this podcast for a long time know that whenever I interview people, I like to get to the silly right away. Uh, and Marcos, you know, Marcos and I have been friends for a long time, and we are both uh, very silly when we're together. Um... We like to smile and laugh like anybody, but Marcos is actually also very professional, and so this episode was a really, <laughs> really, really fun, like hour uh, interview with a great person who also loves to get silly, but also wants to remain the consummate professional during the entire interview. <laughs> so it was very fun for me. Well, I don't know how much fun it was for him, <laughs> but uh, Marcos is a really awesome guy, and uh, I'm gonna plug a few shows for him that weren't as uh, weren't. As for sure when he recorded this. So, um, first of all, this coming weekend, he's in Chicago with Marcus Rett's band. Uh, so, you can check him out this weekend if you're in the Chicago area. He's also in May doing a ton of stuff. He's going to be in Spain in early May with Gianni Gagliardi. He's uh, playing at Dizzy's with Lauren Sevian's band featuring Jonathan Blake. And um, towards the end of May, I believe, he's playing with a new band led by Vincent Gardner at Jazz at Lincoln Center with Wynton Marsalis in Houston, his hometown. Uh, in may as well so you can check him out live all the time he plays around in new york constantly and he's just a great dude and bass player um we play yeah in in the in the next episode not only are you going to hear a bunch of tracks from marcos uh marcos and his music but also uh he'll plug all of his social media and all of his websites and all that kind of stuff so you can check him out and stay up to date with what marcos is doing if you love good music um as far as I'm concerned, I just got back from Orlando this week, and uh, my knee hurts. That's just me being honest. Uh, those airplanes are hurting my knees. <laughs> uh, but that's uh, that's all that's going on uh, this week. I'm you know like I said last week, I'm I'm a radio personality now on KX 93.5 every Wednesday morning from 7:45 to 8, talking about the weekly holidays to look forward to with Zach Churchill on his radio show. So if you are on the Pacific uh, Coast and you're driving to work, or if you're driving to work later in the Midwest or East Coast, you know. Check it out, KX935. Zach also puts up our segments on the website um, as a podcast, so you can check out all of the, it's called Abstract Facts uh, with Ryan Knudsen, I believe. Um, and we talk about the holidays. So check that out on Wednesdays. I'm also playing with Zach Churchill at the ranch in Laguna Beach this weekend. The ranch is an amazing place. We play four to eight, and it is just a really beautiful hotel that's set in like a valley in Laguna Beach. You can see the ocean. It's very picturesque, and we play from four to eight. It's free, so if you want to come out to Laguna Beach or if you're in the area, come out. Four to eight, we'll be playing. You'll also hear a bunch from Zach in the future, so um, you know, get to know him online and all that stuff. Um, I think that's it for now. I won't keep you any further. Uh, just you know, hold someone close. Oh, it's April Fool's Day coming up on Sunday, so watch out. Don't be fooled. Do not be fooled this week by friend or foe. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Well, you know, g grab someone you love. Get them close and listen to this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um, yeah. That's all. Enjoy the freaking show. Super Strong Podcast. This is Ryan Knudsen, and I am super strong. This week's strength level is an old pioneer. Now, that might seem like an interesting 
uh, topic to discuss. An, an old pioneer now in 2018. We haven't seen pioneers for quite some time. Um, but the, the reason I feel like an old pioneer is because over the last several days, we were walking miles and miles and miles at the NAMM show. So my feet felt, feel like wary travelers off of the old pioneer trail. <laughs> and pioneers were some of the strongest people of all time, if you think about it. But don't think too hard. Now, we have a special guest today. Um, it's no different than any week. You know, we always have a special guest. But this week, we have somebody who plays the bass acoustic, upright, electric, um, sideways. <laughs> um, he's a handsome man, a Houston-born citizen of the, America, of the United States of America. <laughs> what other things? A uh, gentleman and good friend. This is my good buddy, lives a uh, New York-based bass player. Marcos Varela. How you doing there? Good, man. How are you doing? Good to see you, man. <laughs> good, good to see you too. Mm-hmm. So, do you Thanks like the me. do you like the strength level for today being old-timey pioneer? Pioneer, that works. I mean, you know, we did uh we did rack up some miles in that convention center, believe it or not. Yeah. Um it is uh it is the 30,000 step a day uh convention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is that for sure. Yeah. It is uh but it was fun. It was weird cuz I knew we, you know, you knew we were, you were going to come stay here for a few days. So mm-hmm. we didn't actually get to hang out at NAM. We didn't no. make it a priority. Sadly. Cuz yeah. it was like well, we have several days of hanging out. Exactly. Cuz exactly. you are staying at uh Chateau Rupert, <laughs> Rupert Ski Chalet, Casa de Knutson, <laughs> for three nights, three days and three lovely nights. Two, two days, three nights. Two days, three nights at the lovely Chateau Ski Chalet of Rupert. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah, man. But it's great to have you. So normally, normally what I say to all my guests is because you know my podcast comes out every week, and yeah. so they know who yeah. I am by this point. I would assume. Um, but they always, but they look at the name and they go, Marcos Varela. Who's this guy? <laughs> You know, so I like to ask that for my audience and say, who are you and what the hell are you doing in my house? Well, I would hope I would be a little more known than that, but <laughs> but that, uh, such is the question. Yeah, I'm a New York-based uh, bassist uh, composer. Uh, been there since 2003 and, uh, you know, developed my career as a, you know, jazz artist, session musician, um, uh, you know, uh you know, from rock to funk, all different styles, and uh, kind of created a versatile career, you know, being able to be a doubler, you know, on electric bass, upright bass, no. you know, I play guitar, piano, pro- can program some drums, and then that's kind of led into my composing life, which has, you know, been film scores and content for commercials and TV and, you know, uh, you know, different online content as well. So I have kind of a diverse, uh, you know, portfolio of different things I do. And as I tell people, you know, you really just have to do everything nowadays to make a living in music. So big time. Um, yeah. You know, that's uh, that's kind of my M.O. And it's uh, been a great time here at Chateau Knutson. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's interesting. Well, that's what Nam. I feel like that was one of the biggest themes of Nam for me, is, uh, at least was like, you know, the idea of you cannot just do your thing anymore. You cannot just play bass, yeah. one bass, one style, yeah. one band or whatever. It's, you have to know a bunch of stuff a bunch of stuff you can i mean there's guys that do it you know and it's a very that's a very specific career route but i always wanted to be the working musician also because you know uh and not that those guys aren't working it's just you know they're just they have a very uh uh you know kind of focus and i definitely do too but it was always to be kind of the utilitarian working musician just so i could make a a living just with music you know sometimes it takes some time if you're just a kind of a 
you know, a special thing. You might have something unique, of course, you've developed, but it can be difficult, you know, and um, I always needed to go the uh, the versatile musician route just to make a living in my uh, in my uh, life. And also, I just really enjoy it. I just like too many styles of music to really uh, narrow myself just to one entity or one thing. So right. it's yeah. an honest and sincere path for me. Yeah, I think I feel the same way. It's a mercenary yep. position, and that's, that's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. The freelance position is, is a cool way to live. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Valentine's Day? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's another Hallmark holiday that we have here yeah. in the United States. Is it nice to be so loving to people on Valentine's Day? <laughs> on Valentine's Day? I mean, um, Valentine's Day for us right now when we're recording is coming up yeah. in a couple of weeks. But when this episode comes out, it will have been gone for, you know, That's almost true. months at that point. But that Almost months <laughs> at that point. It'll be a forgotten, it'll be forgotten memory. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but it comes around every year, so this is important anytime. As I always say, I love to be working on the holidays. That's kind mm-hmm. of my favorite thing to be doing, whether it's right. uh, maybe New Year's is the one holiday I don't want to work on just because it's such a... So fun. It's Yeah, exactly. It's so crazy. What about Thanksgiving? I don't like to work on Thanksgiving. You know, I was on That's the road in Thanksgiving. One. I was in Brussels this past year in Thanksgiving, and I preferred it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Christmas okay. market. But, you know, I mean, it you depends. You don't like to celebrate Crystal Ball? <laughs> well, you know. Over yeah, you know, I mean, I've had, you know, I I feel like in, in the States we have, uh, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas so so close to each other. It's like, what what is this meal that we're having twice in a row almost? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. kind of a thing. I do prefer the thanksgiving holiday maybe to christmas but i will say that uh you know being on the road in europe you know with all the christmas markets and uh you know having awesome wine with some interesting people mm. that night i was very satisfied you were happy that's good. yeah um nam good or nam bad <laughs> oh yeah that's the the all uh the all uh inquisitive question i guess that that one well, is, for musicians. That's yeah, you know, it's, it's it, you. You always find something. What I think about Nam is you always find that it was worth it. You know, it's always a thing you go to, and you know, it's 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 overwhelming. You know, it, it has everything in music you maybe don't like, but then it has everything you like too. So yeah, you're always gonna find your path there. You meet every, at least for me, it's always wild to see everyone from my musical life from my childhood in Houston that are there to the professionals I've worked with in, uh, in New York and in LA and all over the world. It's just, it has such a large, uh, plethora of people that come there, you know, from, you know, I've seen Stevie wonder hanging out there to, you know, Jeff Garland this past year. It's just everyone. It's definitely something to, to, to see and be seen. And uh, I'm good. Nam is good, you know. I mean, I I, I enjoy it. I have uh, my duty to my companies that I you know represent. I right. represent Ennis Design and Fodera, uh, Fodera Guitars and and uh, Aguilar and um, and Tomastic Strings and you know to to for what they do for me, it's kind of like a good good way to give back to appear there and uh, be promoting their products. Sure. Well, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. whole point of a nice convention like that. Mm. Why is grilled cheese so good? <laughs> God. You know, I, you, you know, I'm not a huge grilled cheese fan. You really? Know? You being a Midwesterner, I feel like that would be more of a thing for you. <laughs> they don't like grilled cheese in Houston. No, it's just my dad is just the insane health nut that thinks cheese is the devil. Oh, okay. so we just uh, sadly, sadly, we didn't have grilled cheese very often. And when I did, I do prefer it with the big Texas toast and then a good cheddar. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, I'm kind of like I like kind of like a little bit of a strange grilled cheese. I want to add some tomato. Mm-hmm. You know, tomato's good, and uh, maybe some bacon if possible, mm. you know, just to give it some something, something solid in there. Something, in yeah. There. But yeah. you know what? It's real good with is really 
good tomato soup. Yeah, it's a it's an it's a dipping in that soup, man. Yeah. I don't know the first person that did that, but yeah. good call. That is the number we one can all winter agree dish. On yeah, as my New York. Oh, it is freezing outside. I will have the rustic tomato soup and the <laughs> exactly <laughs> and the Gruyere grilled cheese or whatever exactly. you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. A nice rocket salad on top. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. That's the, they were using English terms for that. Yeah, one. exactly. <laughs> well, I'll have the rocket salad. Beer is salad. good, though. You do agree with that? I know that. Right? I do like beer. Yeah, I mean, but I'm we've been, tr- tr- been we've both been trying to cut back on the beer. And the beer, yeah. The beer is, uh, you know, it's just fattening. But yeah. a bit. I was just in Europe, in Czech Republic, and in Belgium, and when when in Rome. Or Belgium or Czech Republic do as they do. Right. Th- that beer is just so good. So good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, huge fan of, like, Trappist Belgian beers like mm-hmm. West Mala, mm-hmm. Chimay, mm-hmm. Blue. Orval is probably my favorite just drinkable beer, mm-hmm. um, you know, to the West Flater and San Bernardes. And then yep. in Czech Republic, they uh, I love the just the simple Pilsner Kell there from the tank. And then if you they have this one that's really killer called Unitice. And that one is another really, it's just only, you can only get Una it in Czech. Tits, uh, Una tits. It has yeah, the word tits in it. Yeah, exactly. It's because, you know, that's how we, they do it over there. We can't there. have that in America anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. That but beer's they, not allowed here anymore. No. <laughs> Time's well, up. Well, it's damn good, this Una tits. And so it's... it's Stop it's, saying that. <laughs> I, can't even have that I just can't pronounce it properly. You know, it's probably... <laughs> it, it's, I can't properly say the Czech words because it's, you know, there's all this... <laughs> You know, going on. Right, I get you. Well, so we're, this comes out the end of March and the holiday, right on the back of this episode. I think, as long as everything goes to plan, the, and we let this out the last week of March or so, mm. um, the next holiday coming up is April Fools. Oh yeah. What do you think of that? <laughs> Have you ever been fooled and made a fool of? No, sadly, I, I, I have I've had very minimal April Fools uh, interactions. Uh, interactions. I wish. There could be more, or I could be cool enough to fool somebody, you know. Yeah. Just haven't been that that dude. I'm, re- it's my, I'm really bad at April Fool's Day because my ideas are either too lame or too insane. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like there's no middle it's ground. Like, I'm not gonna waste my time doing this stupid <laughs> joke, or it's like that would hurt a lot of people's yeah, feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now your, your your empathy jumps in. Yeah, it's like this decide. is bad. I'm not gonna, do it. and then I can't think of anything good. So that's how I feel. But but you know, just a warning out there for the listeners: April Fool's Day is coming up, so don't let yourself be made a fool of. <laughs> <laughs> Check the calendar. Put an alarm on your phone that yeah. says, "Look out! Look out! Look out! Someone's gonna be a jerk." Yeah, don't. And, be a fool know. today. Do everything you can to not be a fool today. That's exactly. Exactly. Um. Well, I was thinking about scary movies and stuff, <laughs> and I was thinking about if all movies were real, like if every single movie was that's ever been uh-huh. is actually a documentary. Yeah. You yeah. know, if that was true, what movie, uh, like real life story, would you be most afraid of, like monsters wise, or like you know? Oh man, it that that's is that the scariest thing possible? Well, like you know, moment? as a kid, yeah, yeah. I mean, a freaking clown, you know, they're supposed to be entertaining, and it's killing you. Yeah, it's no good. Man, yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> you can't have a you can't have a freaking clown coming yeah. at you. It's, well, it's like you think about Men in Black and stuff, and it's like yeah. they make it so silly, but really, yeah. it's pretty scary. Oh, it is real. If you scary, think about it being yeah. real, you know, which it might be, we don't know. Yeah, but that clown, man, that's no bueno. It, yeah. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that'd be a frightening thing to know that he existed. Yeah, real. yeah, you know, he's just chilling right over there, and you're like, "Damn it!" 
Yeah, or if Freddy mm. Krueger was real, like that, if that could really happen to you, that kind of spirit. Thing. Yeah, that would be a bad scene too. That's bad. Dude. Yeah, it's no bueno. In your dreams, you can never go to sleep. No, no. That would and be he a... says "bitch" all the time. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> he yeah. says "bitch" like fifty times in every movie. It's yeah, like, sure he does. We'll see, bitch. Hurry up, bitch. It's real weird like that. I've never been a huge horror movie fan in general, but yeah. there's certain ones I'll get into. Um, just I shouldn't be a fan of it because I get it gets in my head and yeah. then I can't sleep and I get freaked out. Yeah. I love it while I'm watching it, but then when I lay down in bed, it just starts role playing, like or not role playing, uh, re-rolling itself yeah. like over and over in my head. Yeah, I hear you. And I get scared. Yeah, the thrillers. I'm you get more scared, into. Marcos. What do you get scared of? <laughs> Oh man, I can. You I get scared get... anymore at this age? <laughs> of course, man. Of what? When are you? When are you not scared in life? You know, of, of everything. You got to be. I'm scared walking out the front door. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say I'm scared. sitting alone in the room with you right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm scared right now. Man. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I guess like if I had movies to uh, to choose that freaked me out, I guess the early Hitchcock, you know, the thriller, the mental kind of thriller thing. Yeah, that's scary. Psycho was scary movie. It's a scary, oh, hell yeah. It's a scary-ass movie. No um, you know, the birds. <laughs> birds pecking those people's eyes out. It's no good. That's not a fun thing at That's all. not a fun thing. I don't want no that's bird. That's the kind of thing that would happen in some other state, though, and you hear about the birds, and you're just like, ooh. Yeah, that sounds Yikes. like a... That sounds like a Better bad. move to somewhere with less birds. <laughs> These birds are going <laughs> to make them angry. But birds can go anywhere. It's like when people are like, is there sharks in that water at that uh-huh. beach? And you go, Yes. <laughs> the water's all connected. The sharks can go anywhere they want. Yeah, there's just no sharks at that beach. I'm like, it's connected to the ocean. It could be. The sharks could go anywhere they want. It could be a lose a you know a, a renegade shark. Yeah, anywhere. You know, that's you know, birds can do whatever they want to. They can fly all over the place. It's true. Um, well, I think what we should do. I've asked you a lot of questions already, mm-hmm. um, but I think what we should do is give the audience a little more idea of who you are by yeah. showing a track. Okay. Because you're a musician. Would you say first, or where would you put musician as far as how you identify yourself in your top five list of things you say? Well, yeah. You, say I human mean, man. you know, that's that's my uh, that's my identity. Number one, human man. Human man. Number two. Number two, musician. Human man. Okay, musicians up to number two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well then, yeah. Let's what what track do you want to play for the people? Uh, well, um, you want you like to Colinas de Santa Maria. Let's do that one. Okay, this one's named for uh, the family land that was uh, given to my family back in the mid seventeen hundreds. We still have it today. It's right on the Rio Grande on the border of uh, Mexico and near Laredo, Texas, uh, in San Ignacio or near San Ignacio, which is a little tiny town, which my uh, my family was also a part of a founder of and the only person that lives on that land is my aunt but it's really awesome to go down there and I just was a very inspiring topic to do a record for me about uh, just because you know a lot of my childhood was spent down there and this uh, song uh, was inspired musically you know by a lot of West African music and and uh, jazz that I was checking out and uh, but I would say the vibe of the tune was kind of trying to get that those ideas of driving along the ranch uh, as sunset, you know, twilight kind of sets in. It's that kind of rolling hills in the car, and it was fun. So that's kind of the inspiration for the feeling of the tune. And uh, the song musically is inspired by a lot of West African influence. Nice. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, then here's Colinas de Santa Maria. Yeah, bueno.
album, dude. I, mm-hmm. I talk, when you when you came out with this album, Signing Ignacio, I listened to it a bunch. I bought it right away. Did you? you did. I, I bought it right away. You're and my I number one fan. To it, and then I texted you a few weeks later after I had been driving around with it in my car for the week. Yeah. And I was just like, "This is what I think." All right, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like I took my Freddy Krueger. You did. Real seriously. Yeah. There's a Krueger involved. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Here's what I think about it." Yeah. Know? But I love this album, man. There's a, there's so many good tracks. There's yeah. a few real bad ones, but there's a few really good <laughs> ones too. <laughs> Thank you. Well, a solid B minus. for all the audience <laughs> members out there. You know, if you if you don't like someone, buy my record and give it to them. You know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do like them, also do. There's at least yeah. half for everybody. Yeah, yeah. At least there's half, half and half apparently by Ryan standards. <laughs> No, but it's amazing. Who who else on this album? Uh, well, it was it, it was a kind of a interesting way it came about. Um, one of the uh, first bands when I uh, kind of was coming out of college or at the end of college was the wonderful drummer uh, Billy Hart. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, I need to do something with him. You know, we we uh, I kind of just learned a lot from being in that band, and that was a great band. It was you know. Some some stars in the scene today included like uh, Theo Croker and uh, Sullivan Fortner, um, and uh, you know uh, Patrick Briner I believe was on tenor and Heidi Krenn. It was in Irwin Hall, uh, who's working with Melody Cardo now. So it, it was a really cool, um, just a really cool uh, band to be a part of, and I felt like I needed to do something recording with Billy because I just. I felt that that I needed to capture that uh, that spirit of when I first kind of was coming up and sure George yeah. Cables was part of that as well you know I like love George Cables George is yeah and Billy Hart I, just, I love both of them both of them are wonderful great people and players George uh, has become a real close friend and he's uh, you know he you know learned from him I met him when I was a, a Betty Carter fellow Betty Carter Jazz Ahead fellow at the Kennedy Center and he just you know we really just clicked and got along musically and was started working with him and his trio and then uh he uh from there he you know I said oh I gotta include uh George on this and George and Billy had had a history of working together you know back in the early 70s Billy kind of got George onto the scene you know and then George moved out here spent a lot of time working on the west coast with Art Pepper and a lot of great musicians out here before he moved back to the east coast in the mid 80s but uh, they were kind of the main rhythm section on the record. Right, right. Clifton Anderson came in. I'd been working in his band, uh, nephew of Sonny Rollins, and we, you know, spent a lot of time together. So I felt it was inc- important to incorporate him, uh, you know, of the elder statesman of this music of jazz. And then the other guys were uh, people I had a band with. You know, we were working all together, and you know, wonderful drummer Kush Abade and and uh, Edin Ladin. Uh, great piano player and uh, Arnold Lee on saxophone and that was a working quartet of ours where we all brought in music and recorded each other's and their, uh, each other's music and there was a couple tracks from that project as well so all together it's kind of an eclectic group of, uh, group of uh, songs and music but it really represents personally what my whole uh, interests are in, 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 in jazz and gives uh, the listener a full scope of, of what uh, I do and am into Nice, man. All right, well then, yeah, so people can check out this album. We'll plug it later at the end. You know, I don't want to plug, you know, this album every chance we get. We'll just do it at the end. Mm-hmm. Okay, so settle down. <laughs> but let's go into our first segment, okay? How about <laughs> that? How does that sound? Okay. Our first segment is a little something called the Compliment Corner. Okay. The beasts of the forest can be mean and make your day gloomy. To make the world a better place, Ryan welcomes his friends to a magical space called... The Compliment Corner. 
welcome to the Comic Corner, Marcos. Okay. <laughs> How does it feel? I don't know. I mean, I'm sitting in the same chair that was before. So right, but yeah. now it's a whole different vibe. <laughs> so let me explain to you what the Comic Corner does. What happens in the Compliment Corner is it, it gives me a chance to sit with my guest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the world's a dark place sometimes. It can be hard <laughs> on you. It can bring you down, you know? And so what I like to do in the Compliment Corner is take a little moment to just sit with my guest, look you in the eye, give you a compliment that I mean, Yeah. flip it around, you look me in the eye, give me a compliment that you mean, and then we both walk out of here one compliment heavier at the end of the day. <laughs> How's, that enough. How's that Fair sound? enough. I dig it. Okay, cool. Uh, so uh, so let's do it. I'll start, okay? <sighs> Welcome to the Comic Corner. I'm Ryan. Hello, Ryan. <laughs> nice to meet you. We handshook. Yeah. Not everybody can see that, but I like to do that every time. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so uh, my compliment for you is this. Uh, we met, and we were trying to figure it out. I think it was 2011, mm-hmm. the summer of 2011. And we became really fast friends. Yeah. And I th- and I think the reason is we have a lot of similarities. Yes, uh, we have a lot of. We're both half Mexican. <laughs> we have we have uh, you know we have <laughs> loud laughs, <That's laughs> happy true. smiles that bring yeah, you. In. Yeah, that's true. Um, These are all very uh, astute observations. Yeah, but I think what the what a big thing that attracted <laughs> me to you as a friend mm. um, uh, was that you genuinely care about your friends and you yeah. and like and you you know like we just met uh, like cuz you're recording on Max Marshall past guest yeah. Max Marshall's album mm-hmm. um and we just met and we started we had some dinners and some drinks together and stuff and then cuz I was hanging out with you guys during that session and stuff yeah. and and uh and then after like a week or so after you're texting me like hey man what's going on I just thought of you and you know and then we just continued a friendship right off the bat and it was you know sometimes you meet people and they're just a, like a quick you know blip in your radar as yeah. far as life goes and the one night stand friendship yeah but you, but <laughs> i think it's i think it's a, it, it means a lot to say that you are somebody that goes out of your way to continue relationships you know mm-hmm. and that and i think that's really cool yeah it's, yeah that's a really awesome strength to have in 2018 i think well you know i mean you know you don't you don't have everybody in the world you're not going to click with you know you're not yeah. not everyone's going to be your best friend but i always thrived more on having uh you know a, a uh a more in-depth uh, friendship with people. I've never been the greatest at just having kind of a small talk surface area type of thing, but sure. I mean, you know, there's advantages to being that type of personality too. So kudos. You just got to be me, you know, you yeah. got to be you. I get it, man. Well, yeah. that's my comment for you. That was a compliment. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you, man. That was a compliment. Not I, an insult. <laughs> no, well, man. you know, yeah, yeah. It's a good comment. You know, it really means a lot to me that you're that way. Corner. You know, that's a cool thing. Welcome to Compliment Corner. <laughs> um, well, yeah, man. I mean, I it, I would say that the the most uh, it's kind of a similar com- a compliment to you. You know, I mean, you've always been such a sincere, empathetic guy, and always had a very good um, understanding of people in general. You know, and I, I think that I felt that I was like, man, this guy's great. You know, and just you just connect with people like that and. And I guess there was, uh, you know, and in, in, in turn, I think that reflects a person's, you know, like musicianship. You know, I want to mm-hmm. work with people that I that I uh, enjoy their personality because then they're going to play how how they are. You know, I, I know there's a feeling that people, oh, they don't play how they are. But even when even when I hear people that they play, maybe play pretty, they're so certain and it, maybe they're not the greatest person. Uh, there's some beauty in there somewhere, and maybe maybe even in that prettiness, I find there's some ugliness there too. So, I tend to gravitate towards musicians that uh, I enjoy their personalities as people the most. You know, yeah, I think sure. that that's that's my thing. I mean, a lot of people would maybe disagree with that sentiment, but uh, the older I get, that's the more I uh, 
That's what I lean towards. No, I'm exactly. I'm 100 exactly the same way. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's you got to be able to trust be, trust each other and like have vulnerability when you're making art or improvising together. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's you know I, th- I think it's important. So I think we just locked in as that you know. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of that same brain disease. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's been the compliment quarter. Thanks for joining me there, Marco. <laughs> 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 that was my that was my little that was my little outro music to that segment. I like it, dude. I like it very much. Yeah, of course. Okay, well the next um, the next segment is a little something um, called "Get Your Dang Butt Out of My Face." Oh wow! When you get by the human race, what you gonna say? Get your dang butt out of my face! So in Get Your Dang Butt Out of My Face, what happens is it's an airing of grievances game. Okay. okay. So it's kind of like, well, so the way, here, I'll tell, you'll appreciate this because you're very much into comedy like I am. Yeah. Which is, you know, you go to a comedy show and every comedy club in the world seems like it's two drink minimum, you know? And, and also, they're very, they tend to be very small, small area, so you're sitting close together, all that kind of stuff. And you have to order drinks. So, I mean, you know, you're listening to the good comedy. You mm-hmm. spent your money getting in the door and then you're paying money to get these drinks. And all of a sudden, a waitress is in front of you at the table in front of you, with her butt in your face. Yeah, and you're you you know you spent your hard earned money to get the to to get the good comedy, you know <laughs> you want to see it. Fair, and fair. so what I always want to do is take my finger, poke butt, and say, "Hey, get your dang butt out of my <laughs> face." So that's why I invented this game, and it's a chance for us to think of something that's been irking our chain or making us angry in the past. You know, it could be recently, today, or, you know, big picture and political or religious, or it can be anything. It can be yeah. silly, you yeah. know, whatever, you know. But I'll go first. And then what's cool, <laughs> I'll go first so you can have time. So I don't want to like put you on the spot. Uh-huh. Okay? I'll go first. And then I'll, so that way you'll explain how to do it. But it's just, you just say something that's been bothering you and then tell it to figuratively get its dang butt out of your face. Fair enough. Okay. So mine today, um, I, I never get political. On this show, mm. ever, but I just we, we were talking last night. I talked a little bit, today, and the guy that's been bothering me a lot late, as of lately, obviously, you know, besides obvious, is that Jeff Sessions. <laughs> I think he's a little podunk <laughs> troll of a man. <laughs> he he doesn't care what the voters vote for, and he's a little he's a little gremlin man. Yeah, this is he a... looks like Dobby the house elf. <laughs> Want him to shut up? He's been really annoying me. I want you know I don't get political. I'm just gonna throw that out there. This yeah. little guy is just annoying. Yeah, it's yeah. like quit the you know you, you need to stop being around yeah. at this point. <laughs> go to your little go go to your just retire and hang out at home. Make a bologna sandwich. I don't care what you do. Just get out of there. Just get out of my face. So Jeff Sessions, get your dang butt out of my, my face. face. <laughs> yes, exactly. There you go, <laughs> Jeff. So I'm sure you can agree with me on that. But yeah, why, I why don't agree. you why don't you uh, Think of something that's been bothering you or what's irking you. Oh, your man. You know, I think, um, yeah, we're in a funny place, you know, worldwide right now. I think that you're getting a lot of this uh, kind of more conservative uh, governments popping up, especially in the Western uh, Western world. Um, you know, that's been bothering me. You know, the world is in, a, is, in a, is in a funny place. It's trying to figure itself out, I think. You know, I think it's really, um, you know, trying to get – get to get to where it's uh you know kind of shedding uh where it had been uh but i think that um it's it's a positive outlook i'm 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 positive for where it will lead to i think that we just have to go through these things uh to uh to get to where we need to be in a in a more peaceful time but uh you know before that happens you know we have to uh 
we have to deal with some some demons that are no one was talking about, you know, and there's been a lot of good uh, discussions, you know, with the Me Too movement and and with Black Lives Matter and all these different uh, people speaking out against things that we're just, you know, we're, we as a people are just sick and tired of, you know. Yeah. And it's entire and it's important that we uh, we get out there and really uh, take, uh, you know, have, have as musicians have a voice in this, you know, as musicians, we're, we're the artists and, and they, the people need us most in these times. Sure. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, you look at times when times have been hard, uh, of all, of all the past, uh, you know, the music really thrives cause it's something that can really, uh, uplift people, uplift and get people a breath of fresh air for them. Yeah. Minute. Yeah. And actually, you know, and have a voice you can create, you know, um, a movement for change with good music. Sure. Yeah. But what's something that's been irking you that you want to tell? That is what I'm. That's what okay, that, that well world, the world situation. The world situation. Yeah, right, the, well the conservative governments. Yeah, yeah. Then tell that. That's what I just did at the no, beginning. No, but you didn't tell them the game. <laughs> what did you want me to be more specific? Was it not specific? Oh, no, it's specific. But then at the end of the game, you got to go. So, so conservative governments. So and all conservative that, governments you know. and that movement uh, towards that way of thinking. Get your dang butt out of my face. Yeah, see, that's how you win the game. <laughs> yeah, I just won it. That's why I'm celebrating with this delicious ride. Delicious old-fashioned, oh. I mean. That's right. Um, yeah, man, well, I, no, I totally agree. I try, like, you know, it's weird to have a, a show where I, I do goofy-style interviews with up-and-coming musicians and actors and comedians and stuff. And, but it's like you know, there's a certain discussion I have to have with myself every week where it's like, how much do you talk about what's going on? I mean, people come here to listen to fun stuff. You know, that's, yeah, yeah. that's the vibe. It's like you can listen to so many really like you shouldn't be coming here to talk about stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I try to, you know, but 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 there is also a side where it's just like you if you have a platform of any size, you know, you should be on the right side of history a little yeah. bit. You know, so it's good. So it's good to talk about that stuff a little bit. And I don't mind saying get your name by my face to Jeff Sessions. <laughs> that's a good one. The little troll. <laughs> All right. So that's been get your name by out of my face. Uh, the next segment is a visual segment that I love to do because mm-hmm. podcasts, they're not a visual medium. No, no. So this is a game I like to call Paper Rock Secrets. <laughs> In Paper Rock Secrets, all that's going to happen is you and me are going to play a round of Paper Rock Scissors. Uh-huh. But we but we will not say who won, if it was a tie, uh-huh. or anything. Okay? It'll just be a secret that you and I will share forever. Yeah. And no one listening will know the outcome. Does that make sense? So it's a private moment that you and I can share forever. Okay. So it, how is this beneficial for the audience? It's it's not. It's for me. <laughs> it's my show. <laughs> okay. Fair I like to do visual stuff because it just it drives the audience crazy, and that's just fun for me. Okay. Well, and good. we and meanwhile we get a special moment that we'll always remember. Yeah. So we'll do we'll do one two three shoot. Okay. Okay. And then don't say anything. Okay. You just think about it. Yeah. How, you just keep it in. Paper, okay. rock, scissors. Yep. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. So one, two, three, shoot. Good. Here we go. One, two, three, shoot. Mm. Very mm-hmm. interesting. Yes. Now we know. Yeah. We've learned a little bit about each other. <sighs> we certainly have. And we've affected our relationship. Yes. I'm hoping for positive. <laughs> All right. Well, that's been paper, rock, scissors. <laughs> 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 Do you like these crazy games, Marcos? They're good games, my friend. Please continue. <laughs> actually, I would like to take a little break from the games, actually, okay. and share another track. Oh yes, okay. So should we do one from this upcoming album that's coming out in March? Sure. Let's uh, <laughs> let's go ahead with one of my originals that I contributed to uh, this record. This is a record called uh, "One Mind" by uh, Peter Zach, a piano player, and it's featuring myself. 
And I contributed this uh, track to the record called Where the Wild Things Are, based after my favorite childhood book of the same name. Nice.
there's another track featuring yeah. Marcos Varela. Um, and that track, you also have a version of that on San Ignacio. I do, yes. So people can go back to that. If you, if you, if you bought San Ignacio and you want to check out that album, you can also, you'll hear two, two versions. Yes. One that you heard just now and then also one from that, from yes, that album. Yes, you will. Um, very cool. Also, I should mention, you know, you were, uh, I don't know if I, I might mention this in the, in the intro when I put this episode out, but it's important to note that you've actually already been on the podcast because Max Marshall played some of his album. And uh, and you had you you were on all the, you were on a couple of those tracks that we shared yeah and including we did under at the end of that tr- of that episode oh right on and you have a long like minute bass solo oh wow yeah I haven't listened to that record in a long time so if after this episode of the podcast you go man I really like Marcos's playing that's badass yeah go back to Max Marshall's episode mm-hmm. episode seventy one and listen to that listen to the tracks that you're on because he's on at least I think two tracks on that on that episode. So go check if you want to hear more of Marcos. Go back to Max Marshall's. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. Okay. All right. Well, then this time for our last game, we're gonna play one more game before we get into, before we do the wrap up of the show. And this this game, I think you're gonna really love, is called Green Light, Red Light, Yellow Light. Hey, there ain't no more lights. <laughs> Green light. Does that put you in the mood? Definitely. Good. In this game, what's going to happen is um, I'm going to give you a topic. Yes. Okay? Uh, I'm going to give you a topic to just share your views and your opinions on this topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but only after I've given you the green light. Mm. Okay, so you can't just jump right in. You just, you, I give you the green light, then you can share your views at will. Yeah. When you say something um, that is offensive, mm. whether it's offensive to me, someone I know, a listener that might be listening, mm. a, an entire race of people, whatever it is. What? <laughs> well, I know you're a very offensive person. I am not offensive in the least. Well, we'll find out in this game. That's okay. the point of this game. <laughs> we find out real quick. Trust me. Uh, when you say something offensive, see how I didn't say if you say something offensive? I said when. Yeah. Then I will give you the red light, at which point I will expect you to stop uh-huh. at the intersection, uh-huh. cool it. Cool your jets and just let me explain to you why, you know, you've been so offensive. You know, after this red light, we're hoping that we will be more compassionate, (laughs) better people. And then I will give you the yellow light, at which point I'll expect you to slowly make your way through the intersection and wrap up your views. Got you. Until I say, hey, there ain't no more lights. Okay. And then the game's over. Okay. Okay. Are you ready to play this game? I guess I don't think I say offensive things, but I guess I guess I'm gonna find out. Or no one ever thinks they're offensive. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. But everyone has a little bit to learn. You know. Yeah, I guess that's so. what I say. Okay. <laughs> the topic for today is what celebrity should be president. What celebrity should be president? Mm-hmm. None. Well, I, I didn't give you the green light. <laughs> What does that mean if I didn't get the game? Well, you said not. It's just you you kind of, in a way, you already lost the game. Okay. You know what I mean? (laughs) So so I want you to explain your views on this, but just just only when I give you the green light. Okay. But I I really don't think any celebrity should be president. Well, again, you're still 
not given a green light to tell me that. <laughs> what, the, what am I supposed to say? Well, I really just, have to tell you what it was. You're just in the car and we're idling right now. Okay. So yeah. I have to tell you what celebrity I think would be a good president then? Yeah, should be the president. Yeah. Um, But I didn't give you a green light yet. So I, I can't I can't no. say anything. No, you just have to idle for, in the car for a little bit. Okay, well, I'm, I'm idling. Green light! <laughs> None. <laughs> Nobody wants to be told what to do by celebrities. <laughs> Is that all your views on it? No, like if you had to think of one celebrity. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, that's not... I mean... Yeah, I mean, when has a celebrity president ever done a, something that I, you know, not a big fan of Reagan, you know, I'm not a big fan of Trump. I'm not, you know, like celebrity president, uh, you know, this doesn't doesn't go hand in hand to me. You know, it's like that's a certain you have to have a certain amount to be a leader like that. There's I think a certain amount of empathy, a certain amount of um you know, uh just leadership skills that a celebrity is more in it kind of maybe for themselves, I would think, you know, mm-hmm. that, 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 that sort of thing lends itself to that, you know? So I don't know. Red light. So I know you, th- I could see it in your eyes that you're coming from a compassionate space, mm-hmm. but what you're not being compassionate to, to are the celebrities. <laughs> Fair enough. You know what I mean? Well, you're at a red light, so please just accept this this note. <laughs> I did. I just said fair enough. Well, no, but I mean, like, you just you just listen up. You, know? <laughs> you need to be nicer to celebrities. Celebrities, look, you know, everyone gets hurt. You don't always know why. Mm-hmm. But when you throw someone under the bus, like you just did, by the way, when you do that, <laughs> the it hurts them. Yeah, the and so they're celebrities. celebrities. You talked about empathy. You talked about you know leadership skills. But meanwhile, you're throwing the celebrities right down under the bus. Not to say all. They're, hey, they're you're at a red light. <laughs> you're at a red light. You can't start backpedaling. Yet. Well, I'm not backpedaling. I'm just saying I don't know them on a personal level, and I don't know what kind of uh, you know what kind of agenda they would have. They would have to explain. Yeah. There's too much uh, gray area there. The question okay, is more look, uh, look, look. concise. I'm going to give you a chance to wrap up your views here. <laughs> I'm opening it up. And I want you to. This is a heavy discussion. I want friend. you to <laughs> to be very compassionate when we get through this. Okay, very compassionate now. Take into account we're trying not to hurt anybody now. Okay. It's 2018. We don't hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think you've cooled your jets. You know, you need to be friendly to the celebrities <laughs> and finish up your views now. Yellow light. Yellow light. Okay. Well, I'm cooling my jets. I think that slowly, if, if a celebrity came to me with an agenda that seemed uh, strong or feasible, then yeah, of course they could be a, a leader of some sort. But, you know, I haven't yet. Uh, encountered this, so. But hey, there ain't no more lights. I'm open to it. <laughs> well, that's been that game. <laughs> that is an interesting game. Do man. you like that game where I've become very antagonistic to my guest? <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Well, it's like I make you a drink, and then so it's like we get to swap a little bit. Here's a gift, and then and I get to <laughs> yeah, treat yeah, you yeah. bad in the game form. <laughs> It's fun to do with my guests, you know. I, I like you're the first person that's really just talked through all the lights. You just you just couldn't <laughs> resist fighting me on this game. <laughs> well, I need some tweaking. 
<laughs> the game needs some tweaking. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I think in its fruition it needed tweaking, but that's the point of the game. Yes, I um, know. I, yeah. But I but I like where the space it comes from. Yeah, well, that's and that's the point. You know, yeah. the, the the mental space that I live in is strange for everyone <laughs> and hard to understand. <laughs> um. Okay, so we said we're gonna do pl- we're gonna play four tracks. I think. Uh-huh. So let's do another track right here. Okay. I would like to show another track from your album. Mm-hmm. How's that sound? So I think we were talking about showing the tune Pepper. Yes, Pepper. Is that tight? Can we do that? Let's 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 uh, let's pepper it up. Pepper it up. Anything you want to talk about about this track before we Pepper play it? was a piece uh, that I had performed with uh, Billy Hart's uh, uh, group. Um, it was my feature because it has uh, a a very very difficult bowed bass sol- uh, bass melody. Mm-hmm. And so it was a feature for me, and it was written by the great George Mraz, bass uh, Czech bass player. And uh, you know, I just uh, felt that it was something from the repertoire I had done with Billy that was important to get on record. Nice, very cool. All right, cool. Well, <laughs> uh, here we go. Here's uh, Pepper off of San Ignacio. Pepper, we a Pepper. Thank <laughs> you. 
how we're doing this i do my friend i do <laughs> nice dead air and then react to nothing yes <laughs> but the cool thing is you and i both know the tracks I we do. know that they're good that's why we're sharing them i think the listeners are getting that full frontal right now um so before the end of the show um we are close to the end of the show it goes very quickly would you, wouldn't you say yeah pretty quickly pretty damn quick pretty darn quick um so the story here is that I like to give a chance to uh, plug stuff for my mm. for my guests. So yeah. plugging social media, plugging albums you've been on, shows that might be yeah. coming up. Like I said, this is coming at the end of March, so we'll okay. probably throw some stuff in the intro. But if you have place, you know, where's social media and people can buy albums and stuff. Well, uh, social media wise, you can find me on Facebook, uh, just Marcos Varela. I have an artist page and a personal page that you can follow. I have uh, an Instagram, Marcos v, uh, v Music. Uh, that kind of has, you know, got a lot of my travels, a lot of other things involved on it. Um, you can uh, go to my website, marcosvarellamusic.com. There's uh, many, th- many uh, things I've played on there. And um, I guess uh, 
those are kind of the media social outlets to find me and then uh, what was your other question what was the other part of that oh just uh, yeah just albums and social media stuff. oh like albums just plug okay. stuff yeah just uh, where, where can people of, find stuff about you yeah I mean albums you can you have a website uh, yeah I, I just said that oh you did so <laughs> I, I was thinking of social media you're too like, busy oh, opening that beer I was yeah, I was, yeah, I was, yeah, I was unfocused yeah. for a moment you can also go to Origin Arts uh, the Origin Arts website that has my record and a, and a bio of me and all the reviews from my latest record, San Ignacio. So you can kind of read up on that and get more information about that record. Um, the new record coming out in March is a featured, uh, it's on the Spanish label, Fresh Sound, New Talent. Uh, Peter Zach, uh, Billy Drummond, Seamus Blake, and myself. And it's a pretty cool record. It has some a composition by me. And it's kind of a fun uh, new project that's going to be out. We'll be touring that. Gig wise, uh, this will have already happened, I think, by this airs, but I'll be in uh, Zimbabwe with Oranek in this February. Uh, I've been part of a jazz at Lincoln Center uh, offshoot by, led by the great Vincent Gardner, trombonist. We're playing in Houston in March and in May. Uh, the special guest, I think, in March might, I think it's supposed to be Steve Miller. Uh, cool, cool. And then the one in uh, May will be Winton, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Winton Marcellus. And uh, I'll be going to uh, Belgium right after that for a new project with a saxophonist uh, by the name of Steve Huben. Uh, we're doing a 40th anniversary record for Igloo Records, which is a Belgian-based label. And then we're doing a release tour of uh, in Belgium and France, Portugal, Spain in, uh, in September. Nice, man. So nice. that's what's on the agenda thus far. It's nice to have future work. Always. Planned that's, You got to do it. You know what I mean? Gotta so, <clears throat> um, thank you so much for coming on this show, dude. We're yeah. almost done. There's a couple of things I want to do. Uh-huh. First is I always plug uh, Chad Coleman, who did the art for the show, right and on. Chris Hackman, who did the intro and outro music, as well as several of our cues. Cool. Um, so, I plug both those guys. They've both been on past episodes. They're total sweethearts, who mm. I love very much. Uh, we'll probably have them back soon. Um, uh, that all being said, I plug them every episode because they're part of the show. Yeah. You know, whether they're here or not. Uh, I also plug the Twitter, which is at SuperStrongRyan, and Instagram, which is Ryan is Super Strong, and then Facebook and all that stuff. So hit us up and rate and review the podcast. You know, If you rate and review the podcast, it helps us out. It helps us grow in the algorithm and helps us uh, grow in all the show, like grow the show. And now that we're back in 2018, we need, all, you know, we need to get back in, in, in our prior glory. Uh, so get on there. We have, it's, it's a blast if you want to go read the ratings and reviews that people have written. Yeah. There's like 54 or something like that reviews of people that are all as insane as I am. So it feels very good to be part of that community. And, uh, so yeah, write and review the show and help it grow. Um, all that said and plugs are over now is at the end of every show, I like to ask my guest a simple question. Yeah. And that is, are you super strong? Super strong? Yeah. Yeah. You think so? You, th- you think you're super strong. So the, the way I like to break this down, which I'm glad you said that you are. I'm glad with whatever people say, but I'm glad that you said you are because, as you can tell from being here, this is a, is a very inspirational podcast. The people come here to get inspired. Yes. So what I like to do is ask my guest uh, a piece of advice for my listeners mm-hmm. to take. Uh, it could be emotional, spiritual, yeah. physical, whatever you think about being super strong in the ways that you consider yourself super strong. So they can take that as a kind of a mantra until next week when my next guest comes and gives <laughs> advice. Oh, well, I think uh, just believing in yourself is a big, big part of it. You're always going to find adversity in uh, in anything in life, but especially in the arts. You know, you constantly are, are working, uh, you know, 
up a hill, it feels like. So just believe in yourself. Realize your path is not the same as everyone else's. And uh, it's, uh, it's a legitimate thing to just believe what, what you're doing is something special. You know, if you feel like you really, you know, have something to say artistically, you know, just say it because it's going to touch somebody at some point. Yeah, man. Yeah. I totally agree. I've been yeah. talking a lot about that recently, actually, that yeah. topic of just like when you're creating art yeah. and you believe in it, yeah. then just do it. And just do it. You know, you mean you, you're going to – that's the whole point is you want to you want to move somebody. You want to inspire somebody. <laughs> I may not be able to be the best with words in it, but at least I can do it with, with my music and my art. You know, I feel yeah. like uh, – especially I, I travel so much for work, you know, all over the world. Uh, you meet people, man, it's like, man, that really performance really touched me or, or gave me something to feel about. And, and uh, that's just the that's the best feeling you can get from from being a uh, an artist, you know. Yeah, I definitely agree. Mm. Well, thank you very much for being on the show. Okay. I know it's a very wacky show. We don't really ever talk that about wacky, anything, was... anything that's very important. <laughs> <laughs> Although, on this episode, we did talk about some politics. Anyway, at the end of every show, I always talk to one listener or a group of listeners, and today will be no different. I like to tell you how to shape up and how to use this show in order to get better in life. So here we go. I'll talk to a group starting now. This week, the group that I'm going to talk to, um, it's, it's now end of March. And uh, there was a little holiday we talked about earlier called Valentine's Day, you know. And at this point, maybe some of us screwed up Valentine's Day. Maybe we got a bad gift. Maybe we got, maybe we gave a bad gift. Maybe the memories we made weren't so stellar and our loved one hates us right now. <laughs> maybe that's the case, but hey, it's the end of March. So either you need to stop being so sad about the Valentine's Day that went wrong, or you need to stop feeling bad about it. It's now the end of March. April Fool's is coming up. Make your loved one happy with a nice foolery on first on the first of April. Sounds good, Ryan Springer. Thank you. Yeah, it's, the, the biggest point is just uh, don't be so mean to you. This is 2018. We need to be tender to each other, especially ourselves. So don't be so mean. And, and what you need to do is listen to the advice that someone like Marcos Varela gives. Go back in the archive. Listen to all my guests and the inspiration that they leave at the end of every episode. If you do that and you stop giving yourself so much shit about little mistakes and you take these things to heart and change your ways, one day, just maybe, you'll be super strong, just like Ryan. That was well-timed. Thanks, man. <laughs> Ooh, I forgot. That at the end of the episode we were gonna play one more track. Uh, almost forgot, so I'm glad I still have Marcos here. What tune are we gonna listen to, dude? This is uh, Herbie Hancock's "Textures" off. I think it's originally maybe Sextant is the record uh, from the mid '70s. This is kind of a cool arrangement that me and Peter uh, Zach came up with, which is kind of more of a like straight eights kind of modern jazz feel to it, but. I really like the way the track came out. Uh, felt good about my particular bass solo on it, and I think uh, the listening audience will get to enjoy uh, enjoy listening to it. And also, you know, it's a Herbie Hancock tune. How can you go wrong with Herbie? That's right. Yeah, yeah. big time. All right, man. So here is textures, and then uh, enjoy that, and then we'll see you next week. Yeah. 